This episode of the Brilliance Plus Passion Podcast is brought to you by the Podcast Reach System. Are you ready to exponentially reach more profitable customers? Launching and hosting your own show is your proven best solution for networking, client attraction, and establishing your celebrity expert brand. Visit www.podcastreachsystem.com and claim your rightful place as the leading star of your industry so you make a difference for your community, market, and audience. Welcome to the Brilliance Plus Passion Podcast. Join us as we celebrate entrepreneurs, business creators, and brilliant minds who reveal what they are doing to make the world a better place by being part of it. Be sure to visit our website at www.brilliancepluspassion.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now sit back, lean in, tune in, get your notepad and two pens ready, and let's get started. My name is Adam Homie. I'm your host, and I am honored by your wise decision to tune in and invest in yourself today. Right now, we are speaking with Elaine Lindsay, who is a speaker, social optimi—excuse me, a speaker and social optimization expert, who is also involved with a number of different things, such as the BP. You know what? I'm going to do this over again. Normally, I, normally I have more time to rehearse. But let me just do it again. I'll get it right the second time. My name is Adam Homie. I am honored by your wise decision to tune in and invest in yourself today. Right now, we are speaking with Elaine Lindsay, who is a speaker and social optimization specialist involved with Troll Social. There's a lot you can learn about her. She's an early adopter, lifetime learner, international speaker, digital strategist, creator of the Integrate and Optimize Online Method that melds SEO and social media to get you found first in the search results. You know, I've been making this point for years, but I've never actually spoken with anybody about this specific discipline, so I'm really excited to do it. There's so much more you can learn about Elaine. You can see her full biography on our website at www.brilliancepluspassion.com. Just go to the episode post where you can find this conversation if you're not already on it, and scroll down and read. Elaine, welcome aboard. It's great to have you here. Why, thank you so much, Adam. I appreciate that. And I can't believe you haven't had an SEO person on before. Oh, and that's, not, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying somebody okay. who actually understands the specific discipline of how to use social media to drive search engine marketing and search engine optimization. I understand that most search engine marketing firms do this, but there's a certain element of it that I've been saying for years is important. Though I'll mention to you in just a few moments that I've never really heard anywhere before, so I want to kind of run it by you. So let's look at it that way. But before we do that, let's get into our first question. How does the work you do make the world a better place for your clients, customers, and the world at large? That's a big one. Well, yes. for starters, I deal with mostly small business, um, authors, comedians, uh, entrepreneurs, chiropractors, and small companies that 
really are floundering in this humongous sea that is digital. And the fact is, when you understand the integration and the true simplicity of what the search engines really want, you can mm -hmm. be right up there with the big boys, right on right. page one every time. Right. So just in your own words, what is it that you do? Okay. Uh, and, and I was going to get into that because it is a bit different. Uh, yeah. I, I do the integration of everything about you and your business. So uh -huh. it starts with your mindset and then goes to your website, your digital social media pieces, your optimization pieces, where you guest post, where you do videos, where you do podcasts. All of those pieces have to work seamlessly together. It's like weaving a quilt. Right. Okay, one little piece of a quilt is not going to keep you warm. Uh -huh. You need it all to work cohesively. And one of the biggest things, Adam, that I find with small business and large business is actually that people think they want to be on page one, but inside they're not ready to be found. And quite frankly, you can do all the optimization in the world you want, but if the client is not ready to be found, they're not going to be. Okay, we're going to go off script just for a minute here because our time is limited. But okay. I love what you're saying about how somebody is not necessarily ready to be found. I remember when I was very new in entrepreneurship, I got introduced to somebody. If I said the person's name, your eyes would pop out in terms of how well-known they were in the industry then as now. Uh, and I was, I found myself in a series of conversations with this person about doing deals with them uh, in the fifty to sixty thousand dollar range, and I hadn't figured <laughs> out how to be comfortable with three thousand dollars yet. Yeah. So this, so the conversations just kind of went on and on and on until one of us just forgot to schedule a follow up, and that was it. Yeah. And you know why? I just wasn't ready. Yep. And, uh, yeah. and, and yeah, and I understand, I, I've said myself many times that the phrase screw it, let's do it from Sir Richard Branson has purchase, but not in that type of situation. No, no, because most people don't think about that internal voice, those pieces of, of them in their business that are really not quite ready for success. Failure is not the only thing people are afraid of. Sure. Yeah. When you have success, you still have problems. It's a different set of problems and any change can be frightening. So I love how you bring that up, that maybe somebody just isn't ready to be found. They may have a website, they may have social media, but they're not ready to be at that level yet. And, uh, and so you can do all the social media and SEOing you want, but and as you said it yourself, if they're not ready to be found, they won't be found. Just like if you're not ready to do that deal, that deal just won't happen. Um, and, and many times it's not the climatic, gee, I'm sorry, I have to respectfully withdraw from the product project or something. It's just a matter of somebody forgets to schedule something and they always forget because they all know. Absolutely. And, and yep. it is a subconscious thing quite often. Yeah. Because they, they just want to get away. They just don't want to go any farther. Exactly. So what are a few of the frequently asked questions you get from folks who are working through their process of deciding to invest with you? 
Well, first off is, what do you do? I don't mm -hmm. understand. <laughs> and so when I give them the quilt or I give them, you know, one of one of my other little adages about things coming together, people start to get it because the first thing we have to do is kind of go into, well, how are you feeling? How will you feel when people are banging down your doors? How yeah. are you going to feel when you don't have time to book even one more client? And yeah. that can be terrifying. And getting them to that point is where we mm -hmm. usually get the breakthrough and they realize, ah, okay, it's up to me. And not to be too esoteric, but working with visualization and getting into yep. that mindset oh, of yeah. abundance really, really helps. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what are a couple of the questions you wish people would ask? Oh, that's a really good one. Questions I, I wish people would ask. Uh, oh, God, that, that's an, that's an <laughs> excellent question. And you just th totally threw me. I that's per that's, perf that's perfectly okay. Um, I would think in your situation, it would be worth it if people would ask you about the mindset stuff and ask the question of, do you think I'm really ready for this? just based on what you've shared with us so far. That's a really good one. And I will tell you that I hadn't really come out until about a year and a half ago with the mindset piece. I did it. I've been doing it for over a decade. Right. But people weren't always ready for the esoteric piece. Uh -huh. People don't aren't necessarily aren't necessarily ready to hear what I can see for them in five years, 10 years. Right. That can be absolutely terrifying. And, and when I see that, that's the plan that I'm making for my clients. Right. But I've learned that I have to give them a little bite at a time and not get them to try and swallow the whole elephant. Yeah. Uh, it's like, like in a workplace, I, used to have a supervisor who meant well, but he would turn every single thing into a coachable moment. It's like after a while, it got, it got to the point where I said, put it in writing and bullet points. I, I, I can't listen to these tangents and these meandering conversation. I need to see it and have it pointed to me. Otherwise, I'm just going to assume that everything I'm doing is perfect. And uh, I also use that line when his boss, who's probably one of the most obtuse individuals I've ever run into in my life, said, you make inconsistent errors all the time. And said, nobody's telling me about any errors. So until I start seeing it documented, and so I start seeing my work handed back to me with little notes on it about change this, add this, subtract this, I'm perfect. Well, after I made that stand, then I got what I wanted, and I very quickly adapted. And the following feedback was, wow, this is absolutely perfect. I said, yeah, I know. I know. All, all, all I needed to know was these little, this little 5% you kept saying I was missing. Just tell me what it is. It's not that hard. So I, the reason I bring that up, actually, is because I believe that with my supervisor in that situation, there was a bit of a mindset of, I don't know if it was guilt or a sense of never really being able to do right himself. Yeah. That he had challenges just getting to the point of saying, so he was going to his boss and saying, Adam makes inconsistent errors. And he was coming to me with these meandering stories like, okay, 
what and and when I look at back at it twenty years later, I think what was it that was stopping him from just taking the work I had done, taking a pen and writing on it? Because quite often we're presented with the challenges we have mm -hmm. by people that have the same challenges, yeah. and it frustrates us. But very often, when we're not yet ready to learn the lesson, we can't possibly learn how to do it differently. Exactly, exactly. And I think that's, and I think that, and again, it seemed like I went off on a bit of a tangent, and a lot of my analogies are circular, but it brings, comes back to somebody who needs to be found, or, and then the question rises, do they need to be found? Are they ready to be found? Do they want to be found? Uh, I, I've, I was approached a couple years ago by a search engine marketing firm that wanted to get into my source code and do all these kinds of analytical projects on my website. And I see the face you're making right there. And I said, that's not a priority. And I said, well, don't you want to be found? It's like, yeah, the, what, what you're proposing is not a priority. Oh, that's a really good point because yeah. I said, I deal with small business. Their priorities uh -huh. are getting customers in the door. Yeah. Now, yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. My, the the code in my website, moving a few lines around because that's allegedly going to help my keyword density. That doesn't matter when the biggest issue is I'm not having enough conversations no. on my calendar. Absolutely. Yeah, and, the fact and that was is, a problem I had back then. Yeah, and the fact is, Google only wants one thing. They want to return the most relevant answer for each and every query right. on the internet. Yeah. Like it's super simple. People make this so complicated. The fact is, make yourself relevant and all the keyword density and all those additional pieces. If you are honestly an expert in your field and you're paying attention to what you're offering your clients, that's already there. Uh -huh. So you don't have to go deep into those things. Much better for bigger companies. And I'm Just not saying you can't. Yeah, it can't ever help. Yep. But the basic thing that, that I see with small business quite often, they have no idea outside of this little window of expertise what yeah. the keyword phrases are. Exactly, exactly. Like how do you even know what they're searching for? So these are only 15-minute interviews. We're going to go an extra five minutes with you so we can get in the fun okay. questions about a lane part that our people love. But there's one real other one I want to ask you really quick. And I've, I'm going to say candidly, I don't care about Facebook pages or LinkedIn pages. It's like I post. It's like I post to them when I do. Uh, but you know what they are good for? I can make them pop up on the front page of any search engine I want, and that's why I tell people: if you don't want to spend money on the advertising, fine. Optimize the name of the page, put a new post on it every week, and allow it to help you dominate page one of whatever search engine you're sending people to. Am I mm -hmm. right? Yes, you are right. And there's one other thing that's critical. Yeah. Consistency. Be yeah. consistent in everything. Your name, your address, your phone number, your your uh, email that people can send to you from site to site. That has to be down to the letter. Has to be exact. Or yeah. the search engines are going to think you're a bunch of different people. Exactly. Exactly. And even and, and we I covered this on one of my other podcasts where uh, even the differentiation differentiation of whether your corporation's legal name that's in your copyright way at the bottom has a comma in it or not. 
can impact Absolutely. everything from your search engine marketing to whether or not you can get loans. Absolutely. It yeah. affects everything. I have to yeah. agree with you there. And and it's something that small business doesn't often think about because it's it's so far down on the priority list. But there are things, if you don't mind me giving just a little tip for people. One more, one more. And then we gotta oh, have yeah. the, one more and then we gotta have fun with Elaine. Okay. So yeah. here's the tip. Everything you put out from images to video to podcast, they need to have the sprinkling of your top five keyword phrases so they always track back to you always oh that's a good one that's a good uh-huh. one so yeah and that, and i'll let people uh make that determination on their own or perhaps contact you about that so let's have some fun uh okay. what would people who know about you what would people who know you be surprised to learn about you be surprised to learn yeah, well people you know. i've done I've done stand-up comedy at two uh-huh. different clubs, and I didn't start till I was 63 years old. Okay. Wow. Yeah. What do you hope people say about you when you're not around to hear it? I hope they find me empathetic and kind. Okay. If you could go back in time and change one thing you've done or one thing you've experienced, what would it be and why? I get asked this all the time, and most people think my answer would be the motor vehicle accident that took part of my leg. Okay. But I have to tell you, in order to be who I am today, I can't change any of it. I need to have every single one of those experiences. You know, what's interesting is that's actually the number one answer of the (laughs) dozens and dozens of interviews. If I were to count up what the answers to that question were, that would come up number one by a country mile. What famous person, alive or dead, would you like to meet? And what questions would you have for them if you had the opportunity? Richard Branson. Oh, funny. We mentioned him earlier. Yeah, yeah. I I would love to ask him what the original impetus was before he opened that first record shop. Like, what, what was the driving force? Why a record shop? Why not a band? Why not, uh, why not a magazine? Like, it just, it just seemed, I, I'd love to know the answer to that question. Yeah. What motivates and inspires you to keep going when you're having a tough time or facing a challenge? I love what I do, for starters. I love to be able to pick apart what's going on digitally and make it work for people. So that's always my thing. And I, I don't have quit in me. I just don't give up. I'm like, I don't know if you're old enough to know what weebles are, but I'm like a weeble. They wobble, but they don't fall down. Yep. Yep. I know. So finally, I know you have an invitation for our listeners and I will share that with them. But in general, right now, it was one action you urge our listeners to take as soon as they finish streaming this episode. Go ahead and get the checklist and to pay close attention to what you can change. There are little incremental things that will absolutely help you. And don't just do it once and put it away. I want you to do it every three months. All right. So what you're referring to, actually, is this right here. I'm going to display it on the screen. I'm going to say it one time for the folks who are all jogging. Otherwise, 
come to www.brilliancepluspassion.com, find this episode, look in the notes. It is eepurl.com forward slash lowercase b, lowercase x, capital D, lowercase y, capital W, lowercase n. It's one of those little short URLs. And what it will link to is as follows. You will find a checklist, as Elaine mentioned a moment ago. It is the free mini audit checklist. And what it'll do is it'll help you assess your impact online, giving you a clear picture by identifying the gaps inconsistencies and missing elements in terms of your digital footprint, your website, blog, search, and optimization, and social media. So it'll really help you bring a lot of those things together for yourself, going back to the conversation we've had all along here, starting with the mindset, going to the integration, and including the consistency, the messaging, and how it all ties together to link your social media to your search engine marketing strategy. And with that, Elaine, thank you so much for being with us today. It's been an honor, and believe me, an education. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you having me on. Thank you for tuning into the Brilliance Plus Passion podcast, where we celebrate entrepreneurs, business creators, and brilliant minds who are making a difference for their community, market, and audience. Remember to visit our website at www.brilliancepluspassion.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Brilliance Plus Passion Podcast. Oh,